Today, the sun was shining, the birds were singing, and McDonald's share price in Florida just went way up because America just got a brand new dad. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute. That I will faithfully execute. The office of President of the United States. Office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability, will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend. Preserve, protect, and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help you God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. Thank President. You. I don't know about you, but this moment will stay in my memory forever. Joe Biden's middle name is Robinette? What? But that's right. As of noon Eastern time today, America welcomed the fresh young face of Joseph R. Biden as its 46th president. And despite the pandemic, this inauguration had it all. Former presidents, the youngest inaugural poet, an amazing singer wearing her own Etsy store, an old man on his way to the post office, and even a lady whose outfit just called me a broke bitch. Biden was so committed to unity that he even invited enemies of the state. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, guys, I'm joking. Ted Cruz didn't try and overthrow the government, he just supported the people who did. Even Mike Pence attended the inauguration to honor the democratic transition of power. Kudos to Mike Pence. You can see him there with his mask featuring the vice presidential seal. And as tradition dictates, once Kamala was sworn in, he gave that very same mask for her to put on. And so, with Trump finally gone, it was time for President Biden to get the key from under the mat and settle into the house that they'd spent all day getting ready for him. Right now, the White House resident staff are going around the White House and boxing up anything that the Trump family may have left behind. Trump officials insist that the place is going to be sanitized with particular care and COVID-19 in mind. Part of what is gonna be moved in and different in the White House residence is that the Bidens will, I hear, share a bedroom. The Trumps, of course, had separate bedrooms. So this will be switched. All the mattresses will be refreshed. We're so used to seeing the new president uh, walk up the steps under the North Portico into the White House to be greeted by the outgoing president of the United States. And there you saw Joe Biden and the first lady not greeted by anybody uh, outside the front door of the White House. In fact, the previous president had skipped town before the inauguration. So Biden uh, left there to sort of be a self-greeter in many ways and let himself into the White House, <laughs> into the front door. Yeah, Trump wasn't there to greet Biden at the White House, which is a snub. But on the other hand, I'm not sure that Trump needs to be there now because how would that conversation even go? You know what, I actually used to work here, so you don't need to show me where the situation room is. The situation room? Now, I know it's inauguration day and everyone wants to throw a party, but remember, it's also Wednesday, which means it's still a work day. And so after he got back to the White House, President Joseph Robinette Biden went straight to work. And let's just say the White House bathrooms aren't the only place Biden is looking to wipe out any trace of Donald Trump. Just hours after being sworn in, 
President Joe Biden is already putting the pen to a number of executive orders. This is common practice as presidents enter office. Biden expected to sign roughly a dozen executive orders, undoing some of Donald Trump's most controversial move. He will immediately rejoin the Paris Climate Accord, reportedly cancel the Keystone Pipeline, and will reverse the so-called Muslim travel ban and take the first step in his fight against COVID, mandating masks on federal lands and extending the pause of student loan payments. Wow, that is a huge reversal of Trump's legacy, rejoining the Paris Accords, canceling the Keystone Pipeline, and even repealing the infamous Muslim ban. Although with America's COVID rates right now, I don't actually think that last one is gonna make much of a difference. Come on over, Muslim countries, come on to America. Actually, we have Zoom now, so <laughs> you guys kinda keep your coughing. Now, this is really good news, and I'm glad that America is rejoining the Paris Accord, but you gotta admit, this back and forth, this must be so weird for other countries. Because under Obama, America celebrated the Paris Accords, but then under Trump, it was like, Accords, let the planet burn! And then now under Biden, it's like, all right, guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm back in the Paris Accords. Sorry, yeah, and I'm also back on my meds. <laughs> Sorry about that. The inauguration of Joseph Robin Hood Biden. Yesterday, after being sworn in on the book that knows when we're all gonna die, Biden became the 46th president of the United States. But he can't run the whole country himself. So immediately after being sworn in, he turned around and administered the oath of office to his new White House staff. And hopefully, all 4,000 people on the Zoom were paying attention. For new members of the Biden administration, a virtual swearing in. And we have to restore the soul of this country, and I'm counting on all of you to be part of that. And a stern warning from the new commander-in-chief. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Okay. Wow. That took a turn. Uh, welcome to a new era of kindness and respect. And if you're not on board with that, I'll rip your nipples off. But insisting on respect is just one of the ways that President Biden is trying to make a clean break from his predecessor. In fact, he even redecorated his office to be as untrumpy as possible. We're getting new details right now about the uh, inside of President Biden's Oval Office. Uh, a bust of Cesar Chavez, for example, sitting behind the Resolute Desk, along with statues of Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert F. Kennedy. It is Joe Biden's stamp on the Oval Office, but some of it is familiar. If you see those gold drapes, you see the blue carpet on the floor, uh, those were in the Oval Office during the Bill Clinton presidency. The decor is certainly different than it was under President Trump. Okay, first question. Is it really an improvement to switch out Trump's carpet for Bill Clinton's? I mean, on Trump's carpet, yes, you can catch COVID, but on Clinton's, you could get pregnant. And look, I respect history, but at some point, it starts getting suspicious. This desk was used by President Roosevelt. Wow. And these chairs were sat on by President Kennedy. Wow. And these drapes were hung by President Monroe. Dude, are, are you broke? Is, is that what's going on here? But I do think it's cool that no matter what other changes a president makes, the bust of Martin Luther King Jr. stays behind because no one wants to be the guy who removes the bust of MLK. Once it enters the room, it's there for good. If a tornado hit the Oval Office, it would still go around MLK. <laughs> I'm not racist, I'm not racist. <laughs> now, of course, redecorating the Oval Office is just a symbolic change. But even after one day, 
people are already noticing how different Biden's presidency will be from Donald J. Trump's. You just got President Biden's schedule for tomorrow, his first full day in office as, as president. Uh, I imagine it's a little bit busier than what we've been reading is the former president's schedule. This is a return to normalcy. Also a return to functioning government. The White House press office is now actually sending out press releases that are informative. So instead of having the Trump administration say, Trump is making many calls, the Biden team's actually revealing the calls. That's a good sign, that's progress. President Biden is now unveiling a national strategy to tackle COVID. First of all, I, I, I just have to say that it's great that we have somebody that comes out and actually has a plan. Today felt like a new day. I mean, the press briefing was boring as hell, and that was refreshing. How We didn't have to count how many lies Jen Psaki was telling. <laughs> we didn't have to get up there and hear her talking about the largest crowd size and yelling at the media. Yo, guys, Joe Biden is so lucky. All he has to do is have a vaccine plan and not lie for 10 minutes. And he's basically what, the next George Washington? And we all know this is only thanks to Donald Trump for setting the bar so low. It's like getting hired as a babysitter and your predecessor was a Roomba covered in knives, you're gonna be better. And there's a useful life lesson here for all of us. Always follow the worst possible person. Like if you wanna date someone, wait until after they've broken up with Army Hammer. Baby, I promise I will never eat your flesh. What a gentleman. President Joseph Rolex Biden. He has been in office for less than a week. But man, he's already putting his stamp on the presidency with a series of eye-catching progressive moves. President Biden has ended a ban on transgender people in the military. Mr. Biden signed an executive order yesterday reversing a policy ordered by then-President Trump. President Joe Biden plans on making the switch to electric vehicles, replacing the government's current vehicle fleet. The White House has added a sign language interpreter to its news briefings. As Press Secretary Jen Psaki says an American sign language interpreter will be a regular part of daily press briefings during the Biden administration. The Treasury Department will resume its efforts to put former slave and abolitionist Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. The plan to replace Andrew Jackson on the 20 was originally announced during the Obama administration, but President Trump delayed that project. Damn, Joe Biden coming in hot. He's walking into the White House like it's the first day of prison. Yo, who's the wokest motherfucker in here? Cause I'm about to whoop his her or their ass. I mean, look at those executive orders. Trans rights, electric cars, sign language, and putting Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill is back, baby. Which makes sense. She went underground for a while, but then she came back once it was safe. You know how she do. Although, this might be too little too late because no one uses cash anymore. It would be safer to incorporate her into the Venmo logo. But still, replacing one of the most racist presidents with a black woman who helped slaves escape is amazing progress. I mean, if you went back in time and told Andrew Jackson that Joe Biden was doing this, he would be like, wait, Joe Biden? That guy who just got elected to the Senate? And let's be honest, the sign language interpreter is way overdue. I mean, of course, Trump already had a sign language interpreter for some of his briefings, but this is much better. And I'm happy about the electric car thing. But I will say, part of me thinks that it's just so that the government has quieter cars to sneak up on us, you know? Cause now you'll never know when they drive. 
Until the pandemic is actually over, Americans are going to need more help getting through it. And the big question of what that help will look like is dominating Washington, D.C. right now. President Biden's pledge of bipartisanship facing its first test tonight. The president inviting 10 Republican senators to the Oval Office to pitch their COVID relief counteroffer. Their $600 billion proposal is a mere fraction of the president's $1.9 trillion package. The GOP plan leaves out a minimum wage boost the president includes and whittles down his $1,400 direct payments to Americans to $1,000. Still, when all was said and done, the White House did not appear to be conceding much ground, saying the president will not settle for a package that fails to meet the moment. This is a sign of this effort for, from President Biden to get bipartisanship here, but it also comes as Democrats on Capitol Hill are paving the way to move forward with only Democratic votes for this relief package. Look, man, I'm not gonna lie. I get why Democrats and Republicans are having trouble agreeing on this relief package. I mean, this is a difference of $1.3 trillion. How do you compromise when you're that far apart? It's like deciding what you wanna get for dinner and you want something nice, but your date wants to eat out of a gas station trash can. You can't compromise and eat out of a nice trash can. But I also do love how Republicans suddenly get stingy the second that a Democrat comes into office. Because don't forget, during the Trump years, they were handing out tax cuts with a strip of money gun. But now that Biden is president, suddenly they're trying to hand out COVID relief a penny at a time. One penny, two pennies. Am I making it rain yet? Three pennies, yes. More of a drizzle, I agree. Now, a lot of people are upset about the Democrats' plan to give people $1,400 because they say that the Democrats promised to give people $2,000. But the Democrats are arguing that everybody already got the first 600 a month ago. And I get the Democrats' point on this one, but at the same time, so many people are struggling right now, why not just give them 2,600 instead? I mean, you can find the money somewhere. Just take it from Space Force. Trump is gone. We don't have to pretend that that's a thing anymore. The coronavirus pandemic. It's the reason you keep refreshing vaccine websites like they're selling Coachella tickets. With over a million Americans getting vaccinated every day, Everyone is anxiously looking forward to a time when they can get back to doing normal things again. You know, like going out to eat or not thinking about the welfare of the people who deliver their packages. And last night, President Joseph Raisinet Biden gave the country an update on when normal life might happen. President Biden on a trip to the swing state of Wisconsin for a CNN town hall, his first trip as president. He offered a new timeline on when the vaccine will be available for all Americans and a return to something like normal. By the end of July, we'll have over 600 million doses, enough to vaccinate every single American. As my mother would say, with the grace of God and the goodwill of the neighbors, that by next Christmas, I think we'll be in a very different circumstance, God willing, than we are today. Wow. Who would have seen this coming? After all that talk from Trump, it turns out Biden is the one who's gonna have people saying Merry Christmas again. But that's right. Biden is predicting that COVID-19 will be gone from our lives by the end of this year just in time for COVID-21 to kick in the high gear. Beep, 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 beep. Wait, no, I don't want COVID-21. And I'm really hopeful that Biden is right. Because if things are normal by Christmas, that means Santa can come down the chimney and put my presents under the tree again. Unlike last year, when he threw them through my living room window. You broke that shit, Santa! 
the coronavirus pandemic. It's the reason all your sex dreams are now just about going out bowling. There's no question that things in the U.S. are moving in the right direction. More people are getting the vaccine, fewer people are getting infected, and our mask knee is finally starting to clear up. But at the same time, things are still very bad. And today, the country reached a grim milestone to remind all of us of that. The coronavirus and the pandemic's once unthinkable toll in the U.S. More than 500,000 lives lost in less than one year. The first reported fatality came on February 29th. Three months later, it was 100,000 dead. And and then by mid-September, the death toll climbed to 200,000 and surpassed 300,000 by mid-December. But then came the deadliest period in the pandemic, 400,000 deaths on January 19th. And now, just one month later, here we are, half a million COVID deaths in this country. President Biden will mark the milestone at the White House with a moment of silence and a candlelighting ceremony. That's right, people. 500,000 COVID deaths. A number that nobody wanted to see. And as painful as that is, you have to admit, you have to admit, it is nice to see America's president actually take a moment, just a moment, to recognize the toll that coronavirus has taken. I mean, the only time the previous president showed any sadness was when he accidentally deleted Fox News off of his DVR. What a day for Americans. What a sad day. My sweet Hannity is gone. The world's biggest real-life supervillain. Vladimir Putin. A newly declassified intelligence report has confirmed that Putin personally directed Russian meddling in the 2020 presidential election. And President Joseph Robitussin Biden isn't happy about it. In our world lead, a threat from President Biden to Russian leader Vladimir Putin on interfering in the 2020 election. He will pay a price. I, we had a long talk, he and I. So you know Vladimir Putin, you think he's a killer? Mm-hmm, I do. So what price must he pay? The price he's going to pay, well, you'll see shortly. President Putin himself has been asked about his response to Joe Biden's kind of affirmation that he thinks that President Putin's a killer. I wish him good health, and I'm not joking, I mean it. But when we judge people or other nations, we look into a mirror. We see ourselves there. When I was a child and we had arguments in the courtyard, we were saying, it takes one to know one. And it's not just the children saying, the meaning is very deep. Putin is right. Children's sayings still have a lot of important wisdom for us as adults. That's why I still get my yearly boosters for my cootie shots. I mean, if a girl ever touches me, I'm all set. But it is funny that Putin has to clarify that he's not joking when he wishes Biden good health. Because let's face it, the man has killed so many people, everyone always just assumes that that's what he means. I wouldn't be shocked if this causes a ton of problems for him. President Putin, your cousin is here. What would you like me to do? Ah, please. Take care of him, Boris. Understood, sir. No, 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 Boris, Boris. I mean, show him a good time. Ah, I know what you mean. No, no, I mean like, you know, take him to concert or something. Ah, yes. Performance in the sky. Right away, sir. No, no, I'm saying like, maybe, uh, you know what? Just kill him. This, This is taking too much of my time. But clearly, people, this exchange is the beginning of a much more confrontational relationship between America and Russia. And that's gonna be tricky. Because on the one hand, Joe Biden is probably right to call out Vladimir Putin's aggression. But on the other hand, I'm pretty sure that Vladimir Putin has all of my passwords. So I think he's doing a great job. Now, while Biden is fending off Putin, he's also dealing with a crisis closer to home. 
at the Mexican border. Because even though Biden ended some of Trump's cruel immigration policies and is trying to return children who Trump separated from their families, that has not been enough to end the suffering. President Biden urging migrants not to make the journey to the U.S. as the White House works to get a handle on the surge at the southern border. Nearly 4,300 unaccompanied children were in Border Patrol custody as of Sunday afternoon, according to data obtained by NBC News. The new figures are a record high. Nearly 3,000 of those children have been in custody over the 72-hour legal limit. In an interview with ABC News, the president pushing back on criticism migrants are crossing in such large numbers because he has reversed several Trump-era immigration policies. The idea that Joe Biden said come, because I, I heard the other day that they're, they're coming because they know I'm a nice guy. Well, here's the deal. They're not. Do you have to say quite clearly, don't come? Yes, I can say quite clearly, don't come. Don't leave your town or city or community. Hmm. Okay, that's worth a shot, I guess. But the phrase, don't come, isn't going to prevent immigration any more than it prevented pregnancy on Bridgerton. Because Biden is still being way more welcoming than people are used to. I mean, don't come is basically an engraved invitation compared to you shithole country rapists need to pay for our wall. But that's right. Border crossings are surging right now. And the part that's causing the most concern is what to do with the unaccompanied children. Because under Trump, they would just be sent back to terrible migrant camps in Mexico. Biden, on the other hand, wants to send them through the asylum process in the US. But the problem is the system is too overwhelmed to do it quickly. So the kids are languishing in detainment camps here. And please, let's not forget to have empathy for these migrants because who can blame parents for wanting to give their children a better life? I mean, there's just so many more opportunities for them in America. I mean, think about it. Blue Ivy just won a Grammy. Who wouldn't want that for their child? President Raisin Biden. He's facing a lot of challenges in his first 100 days. The vaccine rollout, the crisis at the border, what happened to Ms. Frizzle, Whew. But over the weekend, he faced his biggest challenge yet, staying upright. A White House spokesperson has blamed wind gusts for President Biden stumbling three times as he attempted to climb the stairs onto Air Force One. This happened as the commander-in-chief was boarding the aircraft to fly to Georgia. The same White House spokesperson added that Mr. Biden is doing, quote, 100% fine and did not require medical attention. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I, I honestly can't believe that this happened. The president got knocked over by wind? This is gonna be the first president where the Secret Service needs to carry around paperweights. Hold on, sir, hold on, we got you, we got you. Someone sneezed. For real though, why, why, why couldn't they just say that he tripped? Tripping on stairs is a normal thing. You don't need to lie about it. But saying you got blown over by the wind, that is so much weirder. It's like if your roommate walked in on you jerking off and instead of just telling him, you're like, oh no, I'm detaching my penis for the night. I put it away for safekeeping. <laughs> And by the way, people, it's not like this just happened to Joe Biden, all right? It happens all the time. Biden tripped, Obama tripped, Mike Pence tripped, and the reason isn't because they're old. The reason is because they were running up and down stairs. You shouldn't do that. That would never happen in Africa. I mean, mostly because our presidents fly commercial and they gotta wait for their boarding group to be called, but you get what I mean. The point is, we don't think about it because we use stairs so much, right? No one thinks about it, but stairs are basically an obstacle course. You take one wrong step and you're gonna eat shit. And that's one thing 
One thing that my man Trump understood. You love him or hate him, but you gotta treat stairs with respect. He understood that. You walk up slowly. You hold the banister and you swear to God that if he lets you survive this, you'll never walk upstairs ever again. Guns, the perfect way to win every argument permanently. President Biden has been trying to push gun reform ever since his friend from college was shot to death by Aaron Burr. And today, he took another step to solve it. President Joe Biden this morning announcing his plan to go around Congress on the issue of gun control. This following several recent mass shootings. President Biden outlined a series of executive actions on gun violence today. The president's executive orders direct the Justice Department to regulate a gun accessory known as a stabilizing brace, which can be used to allow a pistol to operate similarly to a rifle. The DOJ will also be tasked with publishing a template for red flag legislation to be adopted by the states. The EOs also direct the Justice Department to a ruling on so-called ghost guns, untraceable weapons that can be made at home from parts purchased on the internet. The president said he wants those gun kits to be treated as firearms. That's right. Biden wants to regulate ghost guns, which are guns that come in kits and you can assemble yourself. Although if you ask me, that should be the only type of gun that you can buy in America. I mean, because that way people will be forced to breathe before they can act. What you say? Man, I'ma shoot you dead. I'ma shoot you, man, let me just, once I build this, I'ma, yo, man, I'ma build this real quick and you gonna, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. They got two of these? They need, I need one more of the, hey man, you, you, got, a, you got a C8? Yeah, there's supposed to be two C8s. I only got one over here, man. I can't build this without, man, how about we just talk about this? Cause I can't build this gun right now. And now look, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I think it's great that Biden is taking these steps, but you gotta admit, it's kind of sad to see what few reforms are available when Congress refuses to act. I mean, regulating stabilizing braces? Those are just attachments for making guns more accurate. Basically, America's saying it can't stop mass shooters, but what if they had slightly worse aim? <music> Afghanistan. The country that, much like the bathroom at a chili cook-off, is almost always occupied. The United States has now been in Afghanistan for nearly 20 years. And today, President Joseph Retreat Biden said enough is enough. President Biden announcing he will withdraw all U.S. troops from Afghanistan by September 11th. We cannot continue the cycle of extending or expanding our military presence in Afghanistan, hoping to create ideal conditions for the withdrawal and expecting a different result. I'm now the fourth United States president to preside over American troop presence in Afghanistan. I will not pass this responsibility onto a fifth. I will not pass this responsibility to the next president. Wow. What a nice gift Joe Biden is giving to Dwayne The Rock Johnson when he becomes president. Although, to be honest, I was secretly hoping that The Rock would get to end the war in Afghanistan. Yeah, because he would have done it in style. But yes, the war in Afghanistan may finally be over. And people, it's about time. It's been, what, 19 years? No war should ever be old enough to serve in itself. I will say, though, I find it a little weird that Biden is withdrawing on 9-11. I mean, first of all, breaking up on your anniversary, that's just mean. And second, should he be basing huge decisions like this on the date that just sounds the best? We can't let this forever war continue one more moment. 
but let's wait a few more months for some nice symmetry. You know, it's numbers. I believe in numbers. Now, of course, all of this is assuming that America actually does leave. Because don't forget, America has been trying to get out of Afghanistan for, what, 10 years now? Obama said it. Trump said it. Hell, this guy said it. We are leaving in 2014. Period. To be fair, Biden didn't know what year it was when he said that. Now, obviously, not everyone is celebrating this decision. Biden is getting a lot of criticism from people who say that if America leaves Afghanistan, then it will become a failed state. And that is a real danger. But on the other hand, America has been there for 20 years. Is it supposed to stay there forever? Because if that's gonna be the case, then I mean, America should at least make Afghanistan a US state. And the good news with that is, it would eliminate Afghanistan's terrorism problem completely because we all know that once terrorists are American, they're not terrorists anymore. They're just frustrated citizens who are having a bad day. Joe Biden delivered his first address to Congress. Yes, for hundreds of years, Joe Biden has sat and watched other presidents give speeches to Congress, but now it was his turn. And of course, thanks to COVID, things looked a little different than usual last night. Instead of a full chamber, they just had a few people scattered around. It looked like the lights just came on in a porno theater. But still, the big names showed up. Chuck Schumer was there, ready to trip any insurrectionists that broke in. The second dude was in attendance, signaling a runner to steal second base, I think. And in a historic moment, Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi became the first all-female duo ever to get front row seats to a president's ball spot. But of course, the star of the night was President Joseph Roku Biden, who used the night to present America with a very ambitious agenda. America's moving, moving forward, but we can't stop now. Let's raise the minimum wage to $15. Let's lower deductibles for working families on the Affordable Care and Affordable Care Act. And let's lower prescription drug costs. Four additional years of public education for every person in America. Access to quality, affordable childcare. Rebuild trust between law enforcement and the people they serve. The country supports immigration reform. We should act. Replacing 100% of the nation's lead pipes and service lines. We need a ban on assault weapons and high capacity magazines. With the plans outlined tonight, we have a real chance to root out systemic racism that plagues America. Let's end cancer as we know it. It's within our power. It's within our power to do it. Wow. Ending racism and cancer. Biden is dreaming big. I mean, I half expected him to go, you know what, F it. We're going to Mars right now. Get in, get in the rocket, everyone. There's a rocket outside, everyone. We're going to Mars right now. And by the way, for someone who people think of as a moderate, this agenda was hella progressive. Free college, free childcare. I mean, you'd think that Bernie was just off screen, you know, with his fists like, don't you dare forget about student debt, Joe Biden, or I'm gonna shove 99% of this fist up your ass. But I guess this is the energy that people always bring to a new job, you know? Joe Biden's got that new job enthusiasm, which always fades over time. You know, and right now he's like, I'm changing everything. And like a year or so from now, his top priority, top priority, is gonna be angling his computer monitor so no one can see he's watching Outlander. 